Welcome to the Midlife Pilot Podcast, uh, episode number 18. Uh, thank you for that intro, Brian. That's a, that's an original creation, music and all. In the <laughs> studios of Brian Siskin, ladies well, and gentlemen. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, everybody that's uh, been on the audio podcast knows that that's sort of the uh, little audio stinger that's kind of our, I guess, thing. Um, funny uh, little side note that's not of interest to anybody, but um, that, that music or whatever you hear is actually something I did for... Um, as you know, anybody in the creative fields, right? Like you do a lot of spec work that you end up getting not paid for, or you don't get the gig or whatever, or something happens. It's actually something I did for a film that I was doing the score for that ended up not happening. Uh, that would have been a pretty big deal, but, um, anyway, so I thought, well, I'm going to get some use out of this stuff. (laughs) So that's what that is. That's awesome, uh, man. Yeah. From the, from the archives. Well, I love it. Thank you for doing that. And we're glad yeah. uh, everyone's with us tonight. This is going to be an interesting uh, episode. Before we jump into the topic, though, we've got a bunch of stuff to remind people about and an announcement that I, I don't want to bury the lead. So we're going to get all this stuff out of the way at the top. But if you're um, if you uh, if you're listening to us uh, on the recorded audio podcast or watching us tonight, do take a minute, if you can, subscribe to the audio podcast and uh, even leave us a review at the places your podcasts are from. It is surprising. We talk about the algorithms a lot and you know it's not like we're, we don't have um aspirations to be like uh the million subscription uh, podcast here but it does help other people like us hear the find the content right it's a, just another way yeah. for other people to like kind of join the community so if you if you can take three seconds to subscribe to it on your favorite podcast source and then even leave a review we've been uh picking those up we're up to 17 uh ratings now which is pretty good and uh, some really cool uh, comments, some names I recognize in there from some of our audience. So that's on the Apple uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. So thank you to everyone who's taken time to do that. Um, it's uh, very helpful. Uh, and if you're here right now, um, also it's always a good idea to like um, share this on your social media. Even now, if you if you want to share the live link, the YouTube link, it helps bring other people into the into the fold here, especially on podcasts tonight, which we think is a great example of how our podcast is kind of designed to work, which is interactive and feedback from you. And so the topic tonight, your top five bucket list destination places to fly. Um, this could be a great one. We'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on that. So even now, as we're getting started, uh, you can start popping some of those in chat and having side conversations amongst yourselves and uh, just kind of enjoying that. Yeah. I guess we can issue a challenge, right? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of these destinations that I think we'll have in common and you know, we haven't shared our list with each other yet. Uh, but I'm sure that there'll be at least one that's in common. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, pre, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, normal ones that people want not to, not to diminish them, but, uh, but what the challenge is here, I think, and what I want to get uh, I want this episode to be something where I can look back on it myself and just reference what people have been putting in the chat um, because right. you're always looking for more inspiration or more ideas. And so the, the challenge, I think for people to come up with something unique, you know, because there's a lot of the, you know, you know, Grand Canyon, of course, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, which is not to diminish the Grand Canyon. It's the largest of the canyons as far as I know. Um, so, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good Canyon. It's a good Canyon. <laughs> it's my favorite Canyon. Huge. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a great idea. It's a great way to kind of look back on it and see what, see what others have said. Um, and, uh, one more piece of housekeeping before we, and I, I, I've been, I've been dying to share this with everybody. So episode 19, which will be recorded two weeks from tonight, July 20th, 
2022 at uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Um, we've just been working on and have confirmed. We have a guest uh, coming up on that episode, and it will be uh, RH from one of my favorite aviation podcasts uh, on the uh, internet, Opposing Bases, uh, who's going to join us for an hour to talk about all things air traffic and how it relates to pilots. Uh, RH is also a uh, pilot as well. Uh, and, and their podcast is great and they do a really good job of kind of working through, uh, some of those things, but it'd be a great chance to get questions answered and just to talk to a controller for an hour. Um, just kind of answer questions. It's going to be a really good time. They're, they're great. It's a great show if you haven't checked it out, but we're super excited to have RH with us. Man, that's uh, awesome. On the twenty, So much fun. Oh, and by the way, just before I forget, uh, uh, while I like to think that I have good ideas, really anybody that produces or does anything is really just good at borrowing other people's ideas. And so I want to make sure I give due credit. I was actually chatting with uh, Crazy Mike, aka Bearded Aviator, and uh, said, "What you know? What do you? What would you like us to talk about?" And this is what he's the topic that we're doing tonight is all credit to Bearded Aviator. That was his idea. Awesome. Well, thank you for thank you for the idea. That is if this uh, episode stinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I only have three on my list, but we'll um, I'll work I'll work through those as we go. So, how do you want to do this? Do you want to start rattling off some of ours? Do you want to kind of alternate some of ours, and then we'll jump in and start kind of talking about stuff from the chat? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think um, you know without abandoning again, you know, our our audio. Uh, podcast because I mean honestly that's it's doing really well and I really want to make sure we're not giving too, so many visuals that we're leaving those folks behind so um, but it'd be cool to maybe pop up some of these to give a reference because some of these might be just words you know it's like it's like this place you know but uh, it might be cool to kind of see it or at least describe it a little bit but what I'm interested in also in talking about is it's not just about the destination. If I think about the things that I came up with, it's about why, why am I choosing this? There's different criteria, I think for, you know, top five destinations, you know, a lot of it of course is, you know, scenery or this and that. Um, but I think that when I was coming up with my list, it was also about um, different, different ones kind of met different challenges that I want to give myself, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. you know, uh, different types of flying or, or whatever. So, um, there's a lot of different sort of criteria, I think, that can go into a, a bucket list, and those can be pretty unique to people. It's not just about this sort of uh, generalized, the coolest places to fly, you know. It's right. so uh, anyway, but um, but yeah, we can go back and forth. Um, if you'd like, I can I can uh, kick it off, and this is uh, one that um, I think a lot of people, at least in this part of the country, probably are aware of, but I just haven't been there. Um, and so, uh, and maybe Chris, if you want, you can throw it up on four flight or something, but, uh, so Dauphin Island, Alabama, um, it's just a, you know, airstrip in the middle of it's, 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 uh, it's like landing on an aircraft carrier. It's, it's, uh, off the coast of Alabama and it's basically an airstrip and a little Island and you can go and, you know, ride bikes to the crab shack kind of thing, but there's nothing there's nothing really there. It's not far from the mainland or anything, but it's uh, just a remote kind of airstrip that's just a, an amazing approach. You have to help me. You're gonna have to help me find it. D a u p h i n is how you spell it. Now, as far as the airport identifier, I mean, you're really asking a lot here. Oh, I mean, uh, 
It's it's still harder. It's still harder to find. Four. Wait, is it? Uh, four R four Romeo nine. Never mind. I found it. Wow. Uh, yeah, we'll put that up too, so we can talk about it as we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if anybody in the chat has been to Dauphin Island. I know we've got some people in Alabama and points south. Um, but it looks pretty amazing. Um, and if you went to satellite view, you can kind of really get a sense of uh, just how it really is just sort of an airstrip and kind of nothing else. But, um, you know, that's not a very elaborate one. It's, you know, that's why it's number five on my list. But it is achievable. It's pretty reasonable for me to get to from here-ish. Um, that's cool. But uh, but yeah, so uh, Dauphin Island, that would be my number number five. Very nice. I would say I'm going to go in order. Uh, I have been making a list. Uh, my daughter has been on me about this one a lot. These Mine are going to be a little less, uh, I think, less intentional than yours and maybe a little more um, tour- touristy, not touristy, a little bit more, you know, a little lack and a little lack of intention. But she was very bummed that I went to Oshkosh without her last year. Mm. And uh, we can't go this year because we have conflicting plans. But um, I, I would say my number five would be to fly into Oshkosh at my at Oshkosh, like for real at the air show. So I think she wants to do it next year. And I think we were going to probably try to do it next year uh, to well, go all the way your, for that. After seeing your last uh, video that you just published, because uh, I am a patron, by the way, um, I would just assume you'd want to be in like an actual contributor to the air show at Oshkosh, considering the approach that you did at Billy Mitchell on the coast of the Outer Banks. Uh, And Cecilia's response to it is incredible. Uh, I can't wait for people to see that. Yeah. There'll be this weekend. It was, uh, it was, it was a low approach. It was categorically a low approach. Um, Yeah. You know, you know, it's going to be a good low approach when you look to your passenger and you say, you know, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? And then I, she said, that was a little wild. And I said, was it, I'm sorry, was it too wild? Uh, yeah. I think Oshkosh, you know, I, it was a cool, it was cool to be there just as a, like a visitor. Like we flew yeah. to um, Milwaukee and then drove in basically every day. We stayed not, we didn't stay in Milwaukee. We were somewhere close being a, a buddy of mine and his dad, but the experience was awesome. I saw a lot of people on, with their airplanes doing the camping thing and just, just completely fully immersed in the experience. And then just to, just to think about how many videos we've all watched of um, the Fisk arrival and, you know, flying that with a big line of planes. Like I didn't feel ready last year and it was probably a good call. Um, But I do feel, I feel like by this time next year, I'll certainly be ready, you know, for that kind of a challenge. So um, yeah, so that's my number five, I guess would be Oshkosh. Um, One dog. It is the, it is the gauntlet, right? Oshkosh is the gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, between that and and fun, which is getting crazy, but it's like a challenge. Um, One Dog Geek says, have you looked up Cherokees to Osh or Cessnas to Osh? Yes, I have definitely, I've seen both of those groups that do those mass arrivals, um, which I also think that would be super fun. I don't know if we're going to do that route the first time or if we're going to just kind of go it on our own uh, pace. But uh, yeah, both of those are super cool groups that come in. I mean, by the droves of airplanes together, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Well, um, I'll go ahead and give you my number four and, and you know, this one, um, and it's, it's suiting, it's fitting that you just, uh, published or your, your outer banks part two is about to hit the, the YouTubes, but, um, 
What it doesn't include is what we didn't make it to, which was part of the plan, which is to go to Tangier Island. Yeah. And that is still on my bucket list. And it's funny to think about, I think it's a good lesson, right? It's like, you might get so close to your bucket list destination and it just can't happen, you know, for whatever reason. And you just got to keep trying. So it's not as linear as I'm going to pick this destination and now I'm going to go. You you may get there, you may not. Uh, But Tangier Island, and for those who don't know the... um, you know, the, the history of it and, and where it is right now and in its history and time, uh, it's disappearing Island. Um, it's just, a I don't know. It's, it's a really neat, uh, sort of isolated culture that's in the Chesapeake Bay and a beautiful flight and approach. And, uh, you can get out and get some amazing seafood. And, um, you know, this community is what I think maybe, it's it's eroded or sunk into the ocean, uh, maybe um, in the last twenty or thirty years, almost completely. And then now they're estimating that it might have twenty or thirty years left. Uh, yeah, they're losing. They say they're losing twenty feet, twenty feet a year. Um, it's crazy. Uh, are just slowly being eroded away. Um, maybe I should put it higher on my priority list. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange thing to uh, factor into your destination list is, is uh, whether the place will be in the ocean or not. All right. Yeah. Uh, but, but beautiful place and we will get there. Um, I'll stay in your same vein uh, because on my list at number four is another place of the flying that we didn't actually get to fly into. Uh, <laughs> we flew we flew by it twice, you know, on the way down to Ocracoca <laughs> on the way back, uh, which is the birthplace of aviation. Uh, first flight airport and the Wright Brothers Memorial there in Kitty Hawk. Uh, we did end up getting to go over for a very abbreviated uh, visit. Um because the park was closing and boy, they're serious about what time they close. Aren't they? Like they were basically chasing us off the property, but we, um, uh, one of our guys who was there in a Cirrus, um, managed to fly in on his way back to, uh, Amelia Island, Mike, Michael Young, the rest of us drove. Uh, so we got to kind of park in this like parking lot up here. And then we walked the whole route and walked up to the memorial and took some photos and some video and stuff, which was really amazing. Um, I would have liked to have had more time to go to like the museum and such, but, uh, it was a good experience, but I would love to land there. I just think that's kind of a, that's a place I would love to visit, uh, in an airplane. Yeah. I mean, and ultimately with your place in Kerala, it, it will inevitably happen. Did you fly um, uh, on 4th of July? I flew on the 5th of July, 6th, 5th. No, I pl- no, I, f- I can't remember if it was the 4th or the 5th. There were fireworks uh, happening still, uh, which was cool. But yeah, we did a night flight uh, in the Cessna. Me and a buddy uh, in the flying club went out and did got our night all of, got all of our night landings. Um, now, now you got to say which Cessna. We don't know. Oh, sorry. The 172, 52 Lima. Uh, Me and this buddy would not try to fly in the 150, I don't think. <laughs> so doesn't quite have the, the payload. <laughs> so you're night current? I'm night current. Well, I still was. I had six days left um, before that one. And then we got our three in. Each of us got our three in. Like legit, legit, like more than an hour after when we started. Because I, I actually went up to take the 150 out. We were going to go fly patterns together like as a pair. Um, but then I couldn't um, – I didn't feel like the vacuum – the suction was right. And I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't normally care about that. I mean, 
I would have looked at it in the day and been like, nah, okay, what? I mean, whatever. I don't care. But it was my first time flying that plane at night. And I thought, I'm not even going to take a chance of getting out here somewhere where I'm not sure where the horizon is or if I have a good attitude indicator. So I, I texted him and said, uh, never mind, I can't fly. And he's like, stay there. I'm coming back for you. So he turned around and came back and landed. And I, I literally ran over, jumped in a running airplane. And uh, we took off like 30 seconds later and I saw my seatbelt on. It was just like, oh, let's wow. go. He was flying. Sorry, James Bond. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it felt like that. I was like a spy. He picked me up at the intersection of the taxiway. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it's like you're fleeing the scene. <laughs> exactly. Get me out of here. Well, <laughs> well you know, one, I guess it's nice to know though, ultimately that you do have some kind of ahars with uh four flight that's right that's right i would have had a backup there um and I, that did cross my mind but i also was thinking to myself you know i've i've read stories that start similarly right. to that. <laughs> that's right. like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start that chain of events right now so um yeah anyway it ended up being fine we went out the next day and checked it out i don't know if i was just misreading it in the dark you know trying to see that little green scale and the you know the, the red light. i mean yeah, some of that's yeah. a little i may have been misreading it um because i couldn't get it to misbehave uh the next day we went up and checked it out so are you getting are you more comfortable generally at night now than yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went through a period where it was really hard. I had to really talk myself into it. But the more I do it, you know, uh, at least in familiar territory, um, I don't know how I'll feel when I start getting out places where I really don't know where I would go in the event of a, an emergency. Um, but yeah, I uh, it's fine in the area that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I thought that I would, you know, beat the heat here on fly on the fly on the floor, uh, fly on the fourth at you know sort of dusk. And uh, it was so blistering hot. Uh, it's just, it's awful here right now. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about the days I'm not flying now, right? Like it's like it is tomorrow is going to be a heat index of 115 here or something. So Ugh. there's just no point. But uh, all right. So um, my number three is going to be um, so normcore, so regular, so everybody, of course, of course. But I want to do the VFR corridor through Manhattan. Oh, yeah. The Hudson River corridor. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, having lived in New York a couple of times in my life, and I think about the phases of my life, you know, if uh, this is like, right, this is probably the intentionality you're talking about that I have, which is really just uh, wistful, uh, artistic um, meandering. But, but the VFR corridor, you know, when I've seen people, like, when I first moved to New York City, it was 1995. I had a plastic fast map. Remember fast maps? There were just these laminated maps. There was no, you didn't have any. Anyway, that's how I navigated everything. And I was, I was a 23 year old kid with no money trying to figure it out in the nineties. And then I came back in 2007 and lived there from 2007 to 2011, rode my bike on every, I've ridden my bike over every bit of the five boroughs probably. <laughs> and um, I've explored so much of it. Um, and I'm just so intimately familiar with, with New York. And then to, to be able to think about the level, it's almost like every time I've revisited New York in some way in my life, it's been because I've grown as a person and accomplished more things or more perspective. And so I just mm -hmm. feel like that would be the ultimate poetic thing. And also I think about how much my dad would just, uh, love to do that. Um, and you know, he was from New York. So, um, Anyway, yeah, VFR corridor all day. And I love, the, I don't know if people do this all the time. It seems like a lot of people go up and then turn back and come back down the Hudson. 
but I want to do the thing. Like I can't even, it blows my mind in a post 9-11 world that you can just hang a right over yep. Central Park and yep. cut over to the East River and then work your way back. That blows my mind. I want to yep. do that so bad. Yeah, me too. There's somebody flying the corridor right now. Um, uh, Let's call him. Going up the Hudson River. And then I see there's another guy coming out uh, back down the East River back towards the Statue of Liberty and a helicopter. I'm guessing uh, 350 feet. I hope it's a helicopter. Yeah, it's a helicopter. Uh, Probably a sightseeing helicopter. But even at 820 on a Wednesday evening, uh, you know, there's um, BFR aircraft out doing the the tour here. Um, Lots of them. Doesn't it kind of seem crazy that like post 9-11, it just seems like, I just can't believe that that's, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it's still a possibility. Even when I was flying, I was flying just over downtown Nashville on the fourth, and it, it's you just kind of think, God, like I know some, you know, kind of Yahoo people that get pilot licenses. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying like they're murderers or some crazy thing. I'm just saying, you know, there's some, I don't know, people on more on the edge of the rules. Sure. Or, or whatever. It just seems crazy that it's just kind of like, yeah, that's what people do. But anyway, I'm glad that it's a possibility. So yeah, VFR corridor, Manhattan all day. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. So was that your number three? That was my number three. Yeah. So my number three is going to be a little vaguer, va- a little uh, more vague. Um, I have lost all control. Uh, Mine's going to be a little bit more vague and it's more of a general like geographic area maybe than a specific airport. But because I spent so much time in training, like before my private and even during and some after online flying uh, flight simulator, uh, specifically with Pilot Edge, the service, the uh, air traffic control uh, service that's online. And they're on the kind of the California coast area i would just like to go over and fly the busy airspace around california and the coast san diego san francisco and just that area there are so many cool little airports in that kind of california coast area uh, and there's also so many places to rent aircraft over there um you know um that's something i really want to work on in the coming years because we we travel a, a reasonable amount um you know, I've been to Vegas 20 times and uh, every time we go out there now, post pilot time, I'm thinking, man, I got to rent an airplane out here and do the Grand Canyon thing myself, fly to the canyon. And there's you know, the Grand Canyon airport. And you think, my God, it's, I mean, there are some, there is terrain out there, but also it's all desert. So it's like, you'll die of heat and scorpions before you'll like crash it into the forest and hit mountains like I deal with. But like, there's so many opportunities to do that, to, to just rent airplanes. And um, I'm getting close to that number. A lot of people have a 200-hour kind of minimum uh, uh, yeah. threshold, and I'm within 15 hours of that now. And so, like, that's a big hurdle for just being able to, to go out and get checked out in a plane. Someone, uh, one dog geek's asking now, like, how difficult is it to get checked out? And it does – it varies tremendously by place that you do it. But in most cases, it's just like a checkout flight it's not like a check ride, right? But they'll have you go out and do the basic like maneuvers and show the stalls and slow flight and steep turns and a couple landings and takeoffs just to make sure you know how to operate the airplane. But uh, I would can you, love- can you imagine if you were a person doing checkout flights, like you would, it, you know, it's sort of like a, a minor form of a DPE, but you would know in probably 30 seconds, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. So. You would know real quick whether somebody should be flying this plane or not. 
Um, by the way, I'm not trying to have an hours off, but I was just, once you said, you said you have 185. <sighs> now we're, now we're going to do it again. Let's see. Let me pull up my logbook. <laughs> we did this last Let's podcast. Everything. Too. Everybody this just is, hold this on. This is irrelevant. No, I lied. You're ahead of me. I have 180.4. I said inside 20, didn't I? Or to say 15. Well, I'm inside 20 hours. I have 180.4. All right. Where are you? At 175.0. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. That's my it's number not a competition. Three. That's right. Um, but it's a competition. Um, it's a race to 200. Maybe that's like a, you know, sort of podcasty promotional thing we should do. <laughs> Just so I'm like- going to work on it. If you challenge me to it, I'm going to work on it. I, I'm going to get, <laughs> I have, um, I have three, I have four hours next week for sure. in the Cherokee going to, uh, Newport news and back plus a sightseeing flight down there. So hey, look, right, after this, right after we get off this podcast, I'm going up here and just flying in the pattern until what are you, what are you drinking? Like, Oh, Oh boy. Uh, so, so you're not then in eight hours. <laughs> I- <laughs> Cheers. I'll see you up there. That is a <laughs> joke. That is a joke. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, all right. So I'll get to my, um, my number two and this is, you know, Again, where I get a little weird, because um, I'm sort of I'm the weird guy, right? That's my role. Uh, that's my shtick here is uh, being the the weird artistic guy. So my number two destination, and we actually we've touched on some of this, and we have a previous episode that people should check out. That's uh, that's titled something along the lines of sort of like you've got your private pilot license now what or you know something because there's a lot of you know, you get so focused on studying and training and getting to the finish line of the check ride. And there definitely is this period of, uh, in storytelling, you would call, you know, in film or whatever, it'd be like the, the part of the story that's kind of the, the denouement, you know, like you kind of get to the, the end sort of, uh, d- dynamic kind of calming down and you kind of look around like, what, what was I even doing all this for? Like, where am I going? What am I doing? So we did talk about some of this stuff on that episode. People should check that out. And I think there's actually another wave of that that kind of happens maybe around about the time where we are now, because you, you really want there to be a destination and some sort of goal or objective. Um, but I'll say that I've really just been enjoying, I think you have been to um, just getting in the plane and doing whatever, man. Exactly. It's just such a privilege and a pleasure. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so my number two um, is to view the Roden crater which is northeast of flagstaff arizona uh so i suppose it could be combined a bit with sort of some grand canyon type of things but uh the rodent crater is a crater a giant uh kind of mountainous crater in the middle of nowhere arizona and so um the reason why that crater is special is because there's an artist by the name of james terrell who's done um installation type of art at probably your museum and your town, he's he's a, a very prolific, very well-regarded artist, James Terrell. He works with light. So he'll create these spaces that light comes into in interesting ways and huh. uh, all this. But, um, but without getting too weird about it, he's also a pilot. Um, and back in the 60s and 70s, he had this vision of his biggest life work being this kind of finding a crater and then putting all these kind of chambers in it and all this to be able to accelerate and decelerate and uh, 
work with light in all these completely magnificent ways in this really experiential thing. And like I said, he's a pilot. He was flying all around there, uh, sorting it all out. And, um, and that's how he scouted the location for it. And then he's been working on it since the seventies. Um, and it's almost to the point where it's open to the public, but it's not quite open to the public. But, um, I think, uh, you know, a few people have been able to get in there for various things, but, uh, the Rodin Crater by James Terrell, um, you know, definitely go look it up or, or check it out. It's, it's the most outrageous thing I think in the, in, in the, probably in the world, it's, it's unbelievable. So I just really am interested in the idea that I would love to retrace his sort of flight path to what it must've looked like for him to be looking for this place to do your greatest life's work. And, you know, he found it from the air. What would that have looked like? Yeah. And so, that's amazing. Rodent crater, check it out. Um, and I'll spare you all the other artistic nonsense. Awesome. All right. Number two, uh, this one's getting a little weird, <clears throat> probably, uh, and somewhat dangerous. I want to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a small airplane. I've watched a bunch of videos on that too. I mean, obviously there's, it's, that's a risky one. Uh, but, um, people do it all the time, much like out in Vegas and other places, there's places down there that there's so many airplanes in Florida too, to rent. Um, and they, there's places that specialize in these trips, um, mm-hmm. let you rent a plane and take it. They have the safety gear. You can just rent, you don't have to buy all the stuff. If you're not doing a lot of water rent stuff. Raft. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just kind of, it's part of the rental package. Um, but I would just love to come over here. I've watched a ton of guys on YouTube do that trip, uh, to various airports over there on, on the Bahamas. I think that would be super fun if you're vacationing in Florida to take a day or two and just do that. Um, I don't know what it costs. I haven't really looked that far into it, but I think that would be a fun one for me. That's number two that's for me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, you know, that's, there's books written on just that quest and it really is kind of the, the Holy grail. Uh, by the way, Prescott flyer asked, uh, Possible topic for a future podcast, long trip planning using FBOs, arranging transportation, lodging, securing the airplane, et cetera. That's, a That's great such one. a good, it really is. Please make a note of that or I will. It's, it's, um, it's such a strange thing that you, you kind of just have to figure it out. It's, it's sort of like, I don't know. It, there's a lot we can offer though, from what we've learned so far. So that's a, yeah, that's just a great idea, but it is sort of this weird, you're training and you're training and training, but you're not getting any of that tribal knowledge that is the actuality of going places and what that really is actually made of materially. You know, that's like, right. I mean, I, you definitely, like when you first get your license, you just, you land places and you're like, I have no idea where to park or, you know, like, is it okay if I just park here? I don't know. You know, right. <laughs> It's a bunch of stuff like that. So that's, that's a great right. one. We'll that's a that. great, a very good topic. Thank you for that. Um, oh, so uh, you want to give me my number one? Is it time for my number one? I think so. I better get, I better get, uh, I better get ready. Cause I do have stuff to share for this one. This is the, in full disclosure, this is the one you did share with me in advance. Um, just by, um, have to have some media ready to show. And the number one destination is the nearest airport to Ben Singer. No, <laughs> uh, the Sage Steakhouse Airport. No, um, uh, shout out to the Sage. He was going to come up here this week and uh, it didn't quite work out with the weather. It's one of those things where it's bad weather every day at three o'clock. So anyway, my number one is um, also, uh, you know, a bit of a uh, leaving the United States destination. Um, this is probably one of those, you know, I don't know if you guys 
Remember the episode we had where we had um, uh, the the ferry pilot carry on, and it was you know this <laughs> he would laugh at some of our our sort of loftiest goals here, but right, right, but, for but, sure he would. But, <laughs> but mine is uh, Fogo Island. If it's, it might be pronounced Fogo Island, but I think it's Fogo Island, and there's so this is in, in Newfoundland. Well, how do you get there? Uh, is there so land? You, just, you have to you have to rent something that says Red Bull on it. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, so you, you know, there are there are charter flights that go there, and you know all that. But this this island, which by the way, ironically enough, flat earthers consider it one of the four corners of the world. <laughs> oh, good, good. So, um, good for them. Uh, so you know that that makes it kind of fun, but. It's just an incredible, it's sort of like last stop before Greenland kind of thing. Look at that place though. Like that's, that's the hotel you can go and stay. So anyway, without, it's just, it's kind of got this Icelandic kind of vibe, right? It's super modern architecture interspersed into this completely natural kind of uh, oceanside, rocky uh, environment. There's a lot of old Irish and uh, old culture there that is still kind of uh, pure. Um, it's sort of like an immigration stop that kind of got frozen in time. Uh, but wow. it's just such a beautiful place. It's definitely a rarefied destination. And the reason why, when I was talking at the beginning, we were talking about sort of the criteria for these places. I mean, of course, this is beautiful. I mean, look, it's got icebergs. It's got, you know, all kinds of things. But the criteria for this one was unique in the sense that um, it's sort of um, my motivational destination for getting my instrument rating because there's no way in hell I was gonna I would ever try to go to that place um, and not have an instrument rating. So to me, it's like now I've got something direct that I've put you know, a carrot that I'm dangling in front of myself. That's like the ultimate destination, but I've got to have an instrument rating and I've got to get that done. Which uh, you know, still working on the ground school sitch, working on it. Um, it's been a little busy. I I should be able to take the test here, a uh, written test in a, a month or two, and and then we'll get on with the, maybe the training when it's not a thousand degrees outside. So um, for sure. So anyway, that's it. That's that's my number one. Now I'd love to uh, hear yours, sir, and then we can get into the the chat and see. What right, mine got. is still mine is still technically United States, but it's uh, not continental. Well, I mean, it's Alaska. Um, mm, yeah. Um, specifically homer homer alaska i uh i followed then worked with and became friends with chris palmer runs angle of attack he has a flight school up here at homer alaska and some of the scenery that aaron is in his videos just from flight training with students and whatnot is is just unbelievably incredible um yeah it's uh it's just kind of south of anchorage um so there is a commercial way to get there you know um down here kind of in this corner but just the the this just in their general area the scenery and the places to go and the things to do are uh are pretty incredible um and so and yeah, yeah it's not like you're gonna get there and be like oh i thought it was be bigger right yeah you know what you're getting right it's uh yeah <laughs> it's exactly be amazing. Yeah. Right, right i can't believe how disappointing this is i mean just look it's just uh yeah so I would love to go up to Alaska and do some stuff there. Um, there's other stuff, you know, he's got a whole series of videos on float uh, training. There's a uh, Homer. Um, 
skis and floats. I can't remember the name of the place. There's a place up here that they all do their, um, they all do their, uh, their float training. Um, and it's crazy to watch. I don't know that I would do that. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I ever have intentions of being a float plane pilot, but it's cool. Yeah. Nonetheless, there's all kinds of, it might be fun to go up and do it, you know, just spend well, an know, hour. The guy from West Virginia doesn't want to fly floats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you want to have like, you want to build skills that you can maintain, you know, that's the thing. You got to have enough respect for the skills you're learning to know that's that they right. can be maintained. Yeah. So, uh, maybe, I don't know. Is there a reservoir there or like you got the river? Oh yeah. There's definitely stuff around here, but, <laughs> but cheat Lake, I don't know if you can land on cheat Lake. I don't know. I've never done the math. <laughs> um, that's a pretty good list. That's yeah. 10 pretty that's 10 pretty respectable uh places and I have seen a lot more flying through the comments that I think are going to be uh that are going to be pretty good. So I think we started at the beginning of the list. It's a long one and just kind of work yeah, just I'm, knock out a bunch of these. What do you think? Yeah, I'm 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 kind of looking back through. So everybody jump in and add your 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 top 5 so that we have them all at the top. <laughs> um Let's see here. Uh, one dull geek said, oh, yeah, his hometown airport. Right, yeah. yeah. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac, uh, Oshkosh, Catalina Island. Yeah, that's a good list. Yeah, the Oshkosh thing, I'm sort of on the fence about. Oh, man. I mean, I would love, obviously it's, you know, I would, I think it depends on what the, who's, who's with me. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. It, because I would prefer it to be another capable pilot um, or at least I'm sorry, a more capable pilot probably. And I would like it to, uh, this is no slight to any of my friends or family, <laughs> but I, I can't imagine, you know, um, you know, being the only pilot and bringing a bunch of non-pilots or one or two non-pilots, whatever, uh, through that, that would be kind of <laughs> yeah, extra stress. Sure. So you have yeah, to you really situate help. yourself. Yeah. Uh, Fowler28379 says, first flight with landing for sure, number one. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've watched people land there and that was pretty good. Yeah, we did. It'd be better to land there. Um. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's like going back to the the womb of flight. Yeah. Air J says, uh, hey, everyone. Number one, Catalina Island. Number two, New York. See, Brian, that's following your uh, trail. And then number three, Canada. <laughs> Canada. That's like that's like one step Anywhere. away from saying Earth, Air J. Yeah, like, we give us something specific. Lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of options. Leave, leave in the, leave I'm going to write door that down on my list now. And that's going on my list. Canada. Anywhere in Canada. I'm just uh, check your insurance but- policies before you leave the United States. <laughs> All right. Some don't uh, don't travel. Um, Bearded Aviator, Key West, the Bahamas, Oshkosh, Sun and Fun. Do you think it's something where Sun and Fun is sort of like the junior varsity Oshkosh, where you go there and try to do that one first and then go to Oshkosh? Probably. It's getting it's getting big though too. Uh, yeah. It's not it's not Oshkosh big, but it's. Uh, it's getting pretty busy. I mean, you can land on dots and stuff, right? That's really all it is. Everybody just wants to land on a dot. 
I got to look one up real quick. All right. Because uh, Muhammad says, here, you pronounce that while I look it up. Uh, there's, it looks like a Bjork album title. Um, <laughs> it does. Oh, I did find it though. Uh, oh, it's got I the did. word fjord in it. So it's Lissafjorder. I know what a fjord is. Fjorder. Um, He's a Dennis Kern, I can see K4R9 Dauphin Island from my house. Looking forward to landing there someday. Currently a student pilot with whopping two hours. Well, hey, Dennis Kern, you're two hours. You got two hours behind you. You'll never have to do those hours again. You're only going to get better. And if you can see it from your house, and that's a great reminder to keep going. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're here. So, Lizzie Fjordor. I found it, but it's uh, it looks cool. Uh, let's see if I can make it show up here. Where is that? It's in uh, wherever we are here. It's in <laughs> it's in. Uh, I don't even know. Well, I don't even know what country this is. Where are we? Iceland. Everything's written in words I can't. I, yes, it is Iceland. All right. So That's I was right with the uh, Icelandic uh, impetus there. Good. That looks cool. Yeah, right on the water. Right in the water, but below this, like, looks like crazy steep ridges and. Anywhere uh, in Iceland would be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Fantastic. Found it on. I haven't uh, really allowed myself to think about flying, be, you know, beyond Canada, Mexico, United States. Um. So what else do we have here? There's just so many places to see, you know, I mean, there's just so many places to see, like, um, you could never get everywhere you wanted to go. I mean, um, I love that the sage, sorry, this is totally not related. The sage just, I just saw that he said he's got 753.4 hours. (laughs) I love, (laughs) I love that he's still doing tenths. (laughs) <laughs> Even when he's approaching a thousand hours, you yeah, know, it's I, fantastic. I love that. Anyway, um, but yes, so Arizona seems like kind of a no-brainer across the board. A lot of people talking about Cedar Key. Oh yeah, uh, Smoky Bear Air, Ben Singer, all talking about Cedar Key. <laughs> Brian wants to be alone. Three of five are isolated islands. <laughs> <laughs> Fowler 28379, you could not be more correct. Uh, For me, there's nothing that, nothing makes me more scared in life than a crowd of people that are all interested in one thing that all agree on one thing enthusiastically. I go the other way when I see groups of people enthusiastically agreeing with each other Mm -hmm. about anything. To me, it's an indicator that something's about to go south just get out of there. So yes, three out of five are islands. <laughs> uh, Ivy says Niagara Falls, Hudson Corridor, Asheville, and Johnny Depp's private island. Oh, what's the airport code for Johnny Depp's private oh, island? That is a great question. Wow. Yeah, there's another one just near Asheville that I want to go to that's a, a grass strip. I have one of my dad's old log books, and for whatever reason, he was flying out of some little tiny grass strip out of there for a while. Uh, whatever plane he was flying was based there, clearly. Uh, 
But uh, anyway, so there's a little place near Asheville, and I've got some family there. I, I would love. To, I haven't. I don't know why I haven't flown into there yet. I've flown right by it. I've. Wow. <laughs> but uh, but it's it's pretty. The Smoky Mountains. It's it's pretty amazing, and it's very doable. You know, it's not like. I don't know. Whatever. It's not the Rockies. You know, it's not. Some, right. You know, like oh, you better have all these oxygen tanks or something. Uh, well, that's cool. pretty. That's pretty solid list, man. Um, thanks yeah, for like sharing. It. Thanks for sharing all those uh, in the chat. That was uh, that was excellent. Um, I think it will be good to come back and look at later, like you had said earlier, Brian. Like it's just yeah. a good archive of these kind of ideas, um, kind of these ideas to have and things yeah. to come back to. Um, hey, so, what are you working on right now? What's your next thing? So you mentioned earlier the video I released for patrons this week, which was part two of our fly and it'll come out publicly on Saturday, uh, this week. And it is, um, part two of our trip where we flew down to Ocracoke Island. And there's actually, there's a fair amount of your footage in it. Uh, at least at the, at the front end, um, yeah. we kind of compiled some stuff from some other people and put, put a piece together. But I leave off there at our lunch and when we like hang out there and before we head home and I left, I leave out a big part of the story because I'm hopeful that you're working on something, uh, of your part of that trip. Yeah, no, I, so I am working on it. It's, it's funny. Cause the way that I make the things that I make is I, I write, it's just me writing in a, in a Google doc. Um, and it's been hard because there's just, there's a lot of ways to kind of shape the the narrative or, or the recap or whatever you want to call it. And you know, what is it that I really want to focus on? Because there's certain things that are, you're always challenged with like, you know, what, do, what do I just want to catalog for myself and my own in, interpretations of what happened and just kind of catalog a particular memory and time and perception about things versus, you know, can I even vaguely try to make this interesting for other people? Right, <laughs> so, right. Because uh, there's a fine line, right, between the things that are really interesting and important to you. But I tend to just do that anyway. Uh, so anyway, I'm just writing it. But it, with, it, I've been gathering uh, footage. You sent me some some radio audio. Uh, one dull geek uh, said that he's going to send me some stuff. Uh, but I think I've got kind of everything that I need. It's, it's going to be, um, you know, my friend that I brought with me, you know, so I didn't film any of the flights. You know, so I don't have, you know, it's not going to be from a sort of flight recap kind of perspective. It's going to be uh, photographs and just assembled things that support whatever it is that my narrative is there. So anyway, I will have it done. It's kind of like once I get the writing done, then the video takes no time to put together. Um, and then I should have it done by uh, Friday. That was not into, I was, that was, there was no intention of trying to pressure that. I was just. Uh, I'm working I, on it. Because I debated what to do with it. I debated what to do with it. I mean, because I had the same debate. Like, I didn't know how much I wanted to go into that. Or even the return flight back. Like, yeah. um, I will probably do something with the flight back that day because it was intense in its own way. Like, there yeah. were a lot of things that we were um, – well, I don't want to spoil all of it for everybody who hadn't heard the story. But there was a lot of uh, moving parts to that. And, the part where you had to jump out with the parachute and all that. Uh, yeah. That's not oversell and disappoint. See, I'm all the other way, like undersell and then surprise when it's better than they think. But yeah, you can check all that out. So the one, the one that's coming now is available for patrons now on my Patreon. Um, 
at midlife uh, patreon.com slash midlife pilot and then on the youtube channel this youtube channel uh the video will be out on saturday and uh you can also Great. check out brian's both of those things uh on his youtube channel yeah YouTube. and i've got com about 50 videos that probably no one's seen so if you go to my thing you might find a lot of other things by the way ben singer this is great do any of you have any airport airports near you that are your nemesis airports there's one near me that i can't pull the trigger on short runway at the base of a mountain nine alpha zero um that's such a great uh of course the sage is already you know he's out in front of us looking for you know He's trying to he's trying to take on the Darth Vader of runways. Oh yeah, yeah, that looks. Uh, here, let me just. Yeah, that looks exciting. That looks exciting. Maybe the stage needs to get a uh, a one fifty with forty degrees and uh, and a dream. Oh, I I think his can probably get out of there. Uh, He'll just outmotor it. I mean, yeah. in fact, if he if he rotates far enough, he'll climb out like a helicopter. His thing will just kind of, <laughs> his thing will just kind of uh, go straight up in the air. His his plane is sort of like being in you know like you know what when you're a kid and you're in your your own family car and your family doesn't really have a lot of money and then you go hang out with your friends who have more money than you and you get in their parents' car to get a ride home and you realize like. Oh, this is kind of like what a real car is like. Right. That's what I felt like when I got in the Sage's plane. It was, it was like, <laughs> right. I was like, oh, oh, this is what the airplane that people have been talking about so much. This is That's awesome. Right. This is a totally different vibe. Um, your plane too, actually, is like that. It's, it's just about having more horsepower. I think that it makes a big difference. More, I don't know, certain. <laughs> well it was fun this was a good topic choice yep, uh be sure to join us uh on next for episode 19 recording on uh july 20th eight o'clock p.m eastern special guest rh from the uh world famous podcast opposing bases will be our guest and get your questions ready if you've got air traffic uh air traffic control questions um line them up because we'll uh we'll we'll spend an hour talking about things with him uh it should be a really good time looking forward to that i'm so glad that that's worked out that's going to be amazing um and yeah so uh, thanks everybody for um you know hanging out with us it, it's awesome uh we, we don't take it for granted that we're kind of just kicking around doing this podcast thing and that people actually come along the ride with us it's pretty awesome it is great thanks again for the podcast we'll uh, talk to you in two weeks for episode 19 here on the midlife pilot podcast we'll see you later